Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yemini, and each week we will look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha perspective is in honor of the complete and speedy recovery of Sasson Batsal Ben Batya, Shu'ub Ben Brita, Vegasar Baskitl, and Dalit Bashashana. This week's Parsha perspective is dedicated in memory of Shlomo Ben Edward and Edward Ben Shol. May their souls be uplifted and their memories a blessing. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Kisisa. Our Parsha tells us the story of perhaps our biggest lapse of judgment in our history. A mistake that almost caused God to destroy the Jewish nation and a transgression that killed thousands of Jews and has consequences that is felt till this very day, the sin of the golden calf. The story begins when Moshe was told by Hashem to come up the mountain after Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah. He was to stay on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights to study the Torah with God and then go down to teach it to the Jewish nation. However, while he was on the mountain, some people miscalculated his return date. And they said that Moshe Rabbeinu had passed on. So they went to Aaron and Hur, who was Miriam, Moshe's sister's son, and demanded that they make an idol to lead them in Moshe's stead. Hur tried to talk them out of it. He told them that Moshe's return was imminent, and there was no need to worry, but his relentless refusal infuriated them. So they decided to kill him. Aaron realized that he had no choice but to follow their plan or face a similar fate. He told them to gather all their gold and bring it to him to create an idol. Secretly, he hoped that it would take a while for them to collect it, and Moshe would be back before they were done. However, before he knew it, the people collected all their gold and quickly brought it before him. So having no other choice, Aaron put all their gold into a fire, and the gold took the form of a calf. The Jewish nation began to dance around the golden calf, believing this was their leader in Moshe's stead. And meanwhile, on the mountain, Hashem saw what was going on with the Jewish nation. And so therefore, he told Moshe Rabbeinu to go down to them. Moshe took the two luchas that God had written and headed down the mountain. And as he got closer, he saw the golden calf and the people dancing around it. The luchas that he was holding suddenly became extremely heavy, so he threw them to the ground, shattering them instantly. Moshe then quickly went and burnt the golden calf, grinding it into a fine powder which he scattered over the water. And then he went to the Shevet Levi, to the tribe of Levi, and told him, Mil Hashem Eli, who is ready to defend God, join me and the entire tribe of Levi joined him as he went to punish those who sinned with the golden calf. After they were finished, Moshe turned to God and begged him for mercy. He told him to remember the bris, the covenant that he made with Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. He told God that if he was to destroy the Jewish nation, God should erase his name from the entire Torah. And God finally forgave the Jewish nation and told Moshe the 13 attributes of mercy, the Yud Gimomidus Harachamim, that we say every single day. However, a question comes to mind. When God saw what the Jewish nation was doing with the golden calf, he got angry and wanted to destroy them. He told Moshe when he was on the mountain, Am Kshi'arifu, that the Jewish nation is a stubborn nation. And this is repeated twice consecutively when Moshe tries to beg for mercy for the Jewish people. Am Kshi'arif Ata and Atem Am Kshi'arif, both saying that the Jewish nation is very stubborn. And yet, Moshe uses this fact as a justification why God should forgive the Jewish nation. He says, If I have gained favor in your eyes, please come in our midst, for we are a stubborn people. 
Why would Moshe use God's accusation against the Jewish nation as a defense for them? Why didn't he say that we are the only nation in the world that recognizes his oneness and sovereignty over the entire world? The Rashbam Rav Shmuel who was Rashi's grandson, writes on this Pasuk that Moshe was imploring Hashem to forgive us despite us being a stubborn nation. For God is merciful, compassionate, and kind, and He should recognize that only some people worship the Eglahs of the Golden Calf, and therefore He should not destroy an entire nation for the actions of just a few people. Instead, He should forgive the rest of the nation and let them continue on their journey to the Promised Land, Eretz Yisrael. However, Rev Yitzchak ben Yehuda Halevi, a French rabbi from the 13th century, gives a deeper and more profound explanation. He writes that the accusation and criticism that God had against the Jewish nation is its defense. For only a stubborn people would keep faith in God despite the tragedies they endured because of their belief. That when we were faced with converting to another religion or being killed, millions of Jews chose God and died for the sake of His holy name. Our unbending and firm trust in God is the reason we were chose to be God's people in the first place. Beginning with Avram Avinu, who is adamant that God created the universe despite the world telling him the opposite. And this stubbornness continued in Mitzrayim in Egypt where the Jewish people did not give up their dress, their language, or their name in spite of facing Pari's anger. Moshe was telling Hashem not to punish and destroy the Jewish people for their stubbornness and inflexibility. Since we are stubborn and resolute by nature, He, God, is sanctified and known in this world. Because we are uncompromising and committed to Him, we still believe in the Geula Amitesh the ultimate redemption and the coming of Mashiach. In our daily life, it is imperative that we understand that to reach and sustain success, you must be truly committed to reaching your goals. Whether you are trying to build a business and be financially stable or get closer to HaKadosh Baruch to God, it requires you to be resolute in achieving your objective. This determination must be the same when facing hard times or obstacles, for then you will know that your ambition and drive are leading you on the path that you set for yourself. There's an amazing quote that I once heard, be stubborn about your goals, but be flexible about your methods. Have a great weekend and good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.